house of Abraham, yea, shall be made free. John 8, 3, 6, to whom the Son set free, is free indeed. He say the wretch like me. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of 54 Yards, episode 13, season two. This episode's brought to you by Anchor. Not the one for your boat. Not the one for your damn. How long ago did I say that? Long time. Was that like when we moved in or was that before we moved in? That was before. That was when we moved in because I think that's when when we we first like got the ad and then we were able to, you know, say that. (laughs) But uh, Today's episode on the docket, um, Texas, Oklahoma, both had bye weeks this past week, so no recap of the game, just more so of what we expect for our teams moving forward. And, uh, you know, Texas plays Houston, Oklahoma plays UCF. Got some community questions, um, ballers of the week, and then um, we're going to kind of recap last week's games, and we're going to go into, you know, next week's matchups and AP poll, the whole usual. So without further ado, Carlos, the Longhorns are back. On the road. Should be a home game for us. Yeah. Like it should be. Um, we should take care of business. It's a team that's probably are they the worst team in the Big 12. They are, right? No, they're actually not. So I actually looked up, well, on paper. No, yes. I'm talking about like stats-wise. No, because I think they just – I just looked at the standings now, which the Big 12 is looking pretty interesting right now. Well, you're mad at Houston, so. Yeah, dude. So, you know what I'm saying? If you guys are, you know, been in tune with the chips and slips, I had West Virginia minus three. You know, they hit, right? 14 seconds left. I'm like, oh, we could turn this game off. Then all of a sudden, I'm over here like, bro, Houston. I'm like, what? Check. They went off a Hail Mary. Don't know how it happened, but it happens. But, um, you know, live to fight another day. It's stuff like that. that all we, that you don't want to hear about our betting weekend, trust me. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it should be a home game for you guys. For sure. Um. I think the Big 12 um, standings right now. I'm about to pull it up right now. Um, it is – they are fourth from last. Okay, who's on last? Cincinnati, wow. which is surprising. Yeah, I know. I think their schedule's been kind of difficult. They've already – I mean, they played us. They played uh, Iowa State. They played, uh, PY, they played BYU. BYU. It was, that game was at BYU, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, so they've had like a tough early – I mean, welcome to, the, welcome to the Big 12, Cincinnati. I mean, that's what comes with it. When you, win, when you move up in competition – you're gonna play, you know, great teams week in and week out. So, yeah. Overall, the record's three and three. Um, but I don't expect I I don't expect us to struggle. I don't think mm-hmm. we should struggle. Um, I think it's a game we just go in there and take care of business. I'm glad we got the rest we got. Mm-hmm. Both of us no, after for sure. a game like that. So definitely need it. Um, going forward, it kind of looked like our our schedule was kind of cheese, but um, teams are starting to play well. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, Houston's not one of them, so I like to play those good teams just to like keep us on the right track. On the right track, instead of us playing down to our opponent and it being a closer game than what it should be. Um, but uh, I'm just looking to see a dominant victory. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you guys should do to do, do fine. Um, at first, I was talk- I was talking to Cat. I was like. Hey, y'all should uh, – and Kat's missing on this episode. She wants to watch her Cowboys. I understand. Big game. We the boys, baby. Uh, they're 3-2 and two right now, playing the Chargers, who are currently 2-2. Two and two, So, uh, hopefully the Cowboys pull it out. But um, if you guys are wondering where uh, Catherine was at. But speaking on Kat, I was talking to her about Houston, and I was saying y'all should dominate this team. Not a good team in my eyes. Um, 
and you know they pull out a win and you know that's kind of what happens in conference play in big 12 play we're over here thinking west virginia might be a perennial contender in the conference and then they drop a game to houston yeah because so, they're three and oh with y'all if they win that yeah, game exactly so i'm looking at the conference now and i really don't know who the third best big the third best team in the conference is obviously it's texas and oklahoma clearly at the top but the third best team is it k-state some weeks i don't know is it oklahoma state now is it kansas they just lost you know so it's like iowa state and they're starting to win so it's kind of up, up and it could be like now. a Cincinnati, even though they're on three. Yeah, because they could get hot and teams could start. But know, they're just like a good team that knocking each other off. That has just played unfortunate. Yeah, but um, yeah, it ain't Tech. I can tell you that much. I mean, listen, the thing with Tech is they they're 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 having they're just like a QB issue thing. But I think Tech will be really good. But I thought the Big Twelve runs through Lubbock. Hey, I mean, he just got a little ahead of himself. It might in the next couple of years. They're recruiting extremely well, and he this is only his second year. I think. Last year, they had a lot of good seniors, but this year, they're kind of like in that rebuilding phase. But I think when they stack a couple, if he stacks a couple of recruiting classes, I think they'll be pretty good, especially yeah. once we leave. And um, Maybe. They still got they, some good teams. Well, yeah, they got like Detroit. Arizona who, you know, they're looking good. They got a bunch of teams coming in, Colorado, of course. Yep, yep. So definitely it's not going to get any easier. But, but yeah, expect dominant victory. Um, I expect y'all to win, obviously. Mm-hmm. I expect y'all to dominate, but I think y'all pull away like later in the game. Start like late second quarter and then the rest of the second half. Yeah, this game, um, I feel like it's just a very it's gonna be interesting because obviously we come off that high of the win, but you know, the camp and the 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 noise around the camp in Norman is, you know, they were done with the Texas game on Monday and had already moved on to UCF. Obviously it's kind of hard in the opinions of like the fans, because obviously that's the most recent win. It was a super big statement win for Oklahoma not only to the fan bases, but to the national media. So now Oklahoma is obviously ranked six now, but at the time they were ranked number five. And it's like, okay, like we can start talking about the culture ball playoff. It's a real possibility for this team. So I think what helps Oklahoma is the fact that we went six and seven last year. I think we'd have won like nine or 10 games last year. We would have might've been on our, on our high horse and had like a, you know, down performance the following week. But I think since we went six and seven, I think a lot of those players remember how it felt to go six and seven and just knowing how that felt and what they're trying to accomplish on their redemption tours, what they're saying, I think they'll be ready and focused. Um, UCF, their defense is not good at all. So I don't really expect Oklahoma to drop it all significantly. I think with uh, their quarterback, his name's like, uh, he has like a long name. It's like Pilus Lee or something like that. Uh, athletic quarterback can run. Um, but I think, uh, like you said, they pull away. The, I think the spread on that line when I checked was like 19. I think we do cover. Um, like you said, I think we pull away late. And also I think it's a game that Dylan Gabriel's had circled on his schedule for hmm. quite a long time. I mean, mm-hmm. he transferred from there, and, I, I, you know, they were saying a lot of bad things about him when he left. Um, like, why did he leave? Didn't make sense. Oh, what a catch. Uh, didn't make sense. Um, you know, things like that. So I think uh, they show up. Um, I think we dominate. And I think, I think we both dominate. I think we both uh, – Come back from the bye, um, hungry and uh, dominate. And I think uh, let's just say we're expecting each other in December. Yeah, as of now, obviously there's some teams that are on the radar that weren't looking too hot. Now I'm like, okay, like I was talking to you earlier, like Oklahoma State, they're starting to find a way. So Mm -hmm. you know, and that's going to be the last one for us. You know, 
at that as of now, and it's they're gonna play. Uh, yeah, they're gonna play, stupid. Bro, and they don't play y'all this year, so this no, is really their. Super but that's Bowl. but that's like their last game. That's the last game. Could be the last game against y'all. Like, yeah. and they're home. And so they're it's like, woo, that's gonna be a tough one. Honestly, it's gonna be a tough woo, one. I'm a little go? nervous. Nah, I ain't going up there. That'd be a fun. Go yeah, I mean, still water, nothing. It's still water, right? Yeah, but it's it's, it's bedlam. <laughs> yeah, you know, you can... that's true. I mean, I w- I hope we still play them. Honestly, like, you should. We should. I mean, like, because they do like. Uh, Clemson, South Carolina, Clemson, South Carolina, Florida State, Florida, Florida, Florida yeah, like Georgia, one Georgia Tech, yeah, like we should still keep the robberies where it is. Even y'all should like play Tech at least. I think like I mean, we, a, got tech. we got A&M back. I think I think it's one of those games too where, especially, obviously, I'm not saying any games a slouch in conference play, but when it's a team that you're superiorly talented, more talented than. Well, you know, if you have Javian Sanders still banged up or Ryan Watts or whoever got hurt in that game, I know y'all center also was hurt, was hurt as well, mm. then you should want to get through this game with your depth and even play some young guys. Get Jontae Cook on the field more. Get Baxter some more carries. It's like he wants to play him, but he doesn't. Yeah, and it's just like at this point, and, 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 and like no, no, no shade on Jordan Whittington, great player, but I think like when – you kind of know what you're getting from a guy. Obviously, you need that veteran presence, that leadership role. But it's like you gotta gotta work in the potential of the new guys at some point as well. It's like at least is how I look at it. Like, I think you gotta roll those guys in, get them reps, and obviously he has the ability to play. You know, I feel like you're kind of at the end of the day, like you want to get your best players on the field. But I definitely think a player like Jonte Cook should at least have. At least three, at least three targets a game. At least from what I'm seeing, um, because last week, like we're betting people, so I said take the under on Jordan Willington mm-hmm. because he hasn't performed all week, all, mm-hmm. all season, mm-hmm. and then he's only we saw like well, he's only like 150 yards yeah, in the season or something, or something like he that. He averages like 30, a little over 30, close, a little under 40 a game. So I was like, take that under. Mm-hmm. But from what it's looking like, is he's kind of like. Quinn's security blanket. Definitely. Like, he's that guy that, like, he just kind of, he knows he can go to and depend on. He's going to mm-hmm. be open mm-hmm. when Xavier isn't open, AD isn't open, Sanders isn't open. He knows he can count on him and to catch the ball. He reminds me a lot of Drake Stoops for Dylan. Like, older guy, um, great, very productive receiver, but, like, you know when he gets the ball, it's, like, moving the chains. Like, possession guy, like, third and six, third and seven. You find these guys over the middle for, like, a gain of 12 or whatever. And they keep the drive moving. But any like explosive plays or anything like that, they're really not getting the ball in those situations. That's yeah. at least like comparison of you guys are like Oklahoma fans and kind of want to know about Jordan Whittington or vice versa. Um, but yeah, I think both teams should do well. I'm excited to finally watch our teams play. It definitely felt weird last week not watching either Oklahoma or Texas play. Um, it was nice. It was nice to be able <laughs> to watch nice. football and just like stress fe- stress free and just enjoy the game. I mean, it wasn't really stress fr- free if you guys know. <laughs> but uh, you know, it was fun. Um, so yeah, ho- hopefully y'all get it done, and hopefully we get it done, and you know, keep moving, and hopefully see each other moving in December. Moving. But um, all right. So now we got bars of the week. Um, we actually put a lot of people on here because a lot of people balled out. It's week seven, so you're like, might as well go with seven guys. But we're, we're in week seven, man. I know. I was when uh, Lance asked me, he was like, "What week is it this week?" And I said, "It's gonna be week eight. And I was like, "Dang." It's already almost already we gay, but then I looked at the calendar and I was like, it's about to be Halloween. Like, happy birthday the year me. is flying up. Yeah, happy birthday, early birthday to Carlos. Um, don't forget your mask, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Graham Mertz, uh, the quarterback at Florida, I think he had like a career career day. I was actually watching this game at my parents' house, and my mom was, you know, losing her mind watching South Carolina. 
Um, South Carolina honestly should have won this game. Like, they had the game in the bag, and their defense sold. Spencer played out of his mind again, and they lost. But Graham Mertz, uh, his stats this this past game, he ended up throwing for 423 yards, completion percentage of 62.5%, um, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Was Dyson, QBR 79.4. So, shout out to the guy. Did you watch the game? I did not. Um, but... Is obviously it's impressive. I ain't hating on the guy, but South Carolina's defense is a little suspect. Well, yeah, I look at that's it, their problem. Yeah, and well, their offensive line is their other problem. Well, I also just look at it like this too. This dude has not lit it up like this all year. Play South Carolina and throws for four hundred. Ricky Pearsall obviously went off, but besides the point, it's like you're letting him go off this game, and that's just an issue. When he was just known as like a guy who's been nickeling and diamond. You know, yeah. all season. Like, it's, they're like, oh, he's a very accurate quarterback, but he doesn't take any shots down the field. Yeah. But then this game, he throws for 423. But hats off to Graham Mertz. Uh, and Florida is actually, you know, we've been talking, you know, smack about them, but they're 5-2. and two, And they have a loaded recruiting class coming in the next year. So, Billy Napier looks like he's got that thing figured. He looks like he's figuring it out over there. The, um, it's the bottom half of their schedule where they're going to struggle because, mm-hmm. well, the Tennessee game, obviously Tennessee doesn't play well there, so that's a ranked team they did beat. They lost to Utah. They lost to Kentucky, which got Kentucky ranked, and, then and they been. Kentucky smoked them. Mm-hmm. Um, then they beat Vanderbilt, which is a team that, yes, you should beat. Yeah. Then they played South Carolina, which you said they should have lost, but they won. Yeah. Um, then you go play Georgia. Is that next week? When is no, that? it's the following oh, okay. week. Then you go, they are not by this week. Then you go play Georgia, okay. which we know how that is. Mm-hmm. Um. And then the Arkansas game, they should win. They should win that. Then you're at LSU. Mm. Yes, LSU's defense is eh, but, but it's still at LSU, and their and offense is, is very good. Yeah. Um, then you're at Missouri, good which, team. yeah, it's another good team. Then you're versus Florida State. Woo. So, okay. <laughs> here we are. Yeah, I, th- I mean, set, I think if they, if, they, if they win eight games, a great season. If they, I, I have them winning six or seven, though. I think, they're, I think they win seven games. Yeah, because they had them at five. Yeah, you had them at five. I think they, I think they lose to Georgia, beat Arkansas, and then I think they, they win one of those games. Uh, probably the Missouri or LSU game. I don't think they beat Florida State, but they, we might need them to beat Florida State. Hey, <laughs> you know, I'm so a, a big go Gators. You know, so yeah. Depending on how it's looking, I might be a big Gator that day. Yeah, but Florida State might have some slip ups. We'll see. We'll see. Um, so now we're moving on to the Friday game. Uh, we we, you just you just talk about Graham Hurts. Ain't we saying anybody else? That's what I'm saying. The Friday game, Eric. Eric. Oh, I oh, thought yeah, you were talking yeah. about just. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I was like, no dang. Yeah. So now we're moving on to the Friday game. Eric Ao Maynard. I kept calling him number thirteen because his last name just looked crazy on the back of the uniform. <laughs> uh, but we were, you know, we were sweating this game out. You know, Shador needed to throw for a ton of yards, like three forty nine. He has three forty nine. And, and he ended up throwing for five hundred. So I texted you individually. We, you think this man gonna throw for three? For, bro, that's a lot. But he hit. You know, chips and slips coming soon. Just know. But uh, he hit on that and. Uh, we were like, okay, watching the game. Obviously, Colorado's been must-watch TV the last, you know, uh, really since Dion got there, obviously. And we're watching this game late on a Friday, and we're like, oh, Colorado's blowing them out up 29-0, which we'll probably get into um, later in the episode. But, you know, Colorado's up 29-0, and then all of a sudden, you know, they just start finding this number 13. He just hits, you know, he takes a slant to the curve. I'm like, ah, oh, whatever. They're still up by, like, 22. Then all of a sudden, he just starts, you know, catching the ball. You know, explosive plays after explosive plays. And then in overtime, he makes a 
crazy snag, uh, catches it off the guy's back for a touchdown, and he was just giving Travis Hunter that work. Obviously, Travis wasn't 100% healthy, but even then, this is the perennial one of the one of the top five players in college football. Travis Hunter is one of the top five players in college football, and yeah. this guy is giving him work on national TV. So we gotta, you know, we gotta. If you guys know what we do on Ballers of the Week, we gotta highlight these players. And he ended up putting up 13 catches for 294 yards, 22.6 yards a catch, and he had three touchdowns and a long of 97 yards. I don't know what they're doing on that play, but. Um, yeah, shout out to Eric Ayo Ayo Maynard. Uh great good win for Stanford and uh not a good win for Dion or not a good game or loss for Dion that you can't lose when you're up twenty nine to zero, especially at home. Um it just can't Yeah, happen. yeah, it can't happen. Up twenty nine oh cannot happen. Yeah, so um I wish Steve was here to say this next guy. Oh yeah, Steve's been all about him lately. Yeah. <laughs> uh Romeo how do you say his last name? I think it's a Duzne. A Duzne? I think it's a Duzne. Uh Romeo Duzne. Mm-hmm. Uh he went he went off. Um he had the game winning catch the game against winning catch um, against Oregon. Oregon, yeah. Yeah. And <clears throat> that talk about another great game. Man. That game was a great mm-hmm. game. Back and forth. Uh poor guy missed the field goal and his whole team family was there, but uh, it's tragic. Happens. Tragic. Um but yeah, I mean it was if he doesn't, I don't know if they they win if he doesn't catch it. Nah, that no was doubt. a great snag. Great snag, and it was just, I I like what Penix did right there. I mean, he was just like, my guys are good. I'm giving them, I'm giving them the ball. I'm giving both on both plays because he threw it to uh, I think Polk on the first play. Mm-hmm. Uh, hit him on the, hit, him, hit him up the seam, and then he did, next play throws a jump ball 50-50 to Duzne. Great catch, like hands catch, like took it and then just pulled it away and you know got into the end zone. And you know we were just watching that game just excited to see because like we've always kind of not like watching we're not watching fans but we've always like kind of like respected and like admired the program so it was good to see them get a big time win and he ended up having eight catches for 128 yards uh 16 average and uh two touchdowns with a long of 43 so he obviously balled out on the national stage and in my opinion i think he's the best receiver in college football obviously marvin harrison jr is still up there but and he's also not playing with Penix. but from what i've seen this year I got to give it to Duzne. Now, Marvin Harrison Jr. could change my mind this week when against Penn State. But what about Coleman? He's up there, too, as well. Them three for the Blitnikoff right now, I would say. And Neighbors. I was going to say, what about Neighbors? And then what Low about key, from Ricky Pearsall? I give him What about Leggett, little boy from so- yeah. Luther Burden? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's some Hey, like I said, yeah, I this will be the best, but the, hey. the draft? Looking gonna nice. Be, this year this gonna draft nice. is going to be loaded. If you need a receiver, a QB, you are Take it. in good hands. Um so next we got um, Ollie Gordon. Uh, I'm pretty sure this is a running back at Oklahoma State because I was I was like, bro, he went dumb. Yeah, Ollie Gordon. Ollie Gordon, running back at Oklahoma State, went dumb. He had 30 carries for 168 yards, oh 5.8 an average, two touchdowns, and then he had six catches for 116 yards, average of 20 a catch in one touchdown. So that boy was bowling. All purpose back had almost 300 all purpose yards in two total touchdowns. Single handedly really was the reason why they beat an upset number 23 Kansas. So I had to pin him on there because I was just like, because I saw a stat line across ESPN. I was like, dang, he was going off. Because I was like, that's insane. Flipping back. And that's why I'm so excited to finally be able to sit at a desk in the next couple of weeks because I'm tired of flipping through these channels and not being able to watch all my games like you have been able to watch. More than the next couple of weeks. Uh, cause this week we have YouTube TV. I won't be at my parents so I can watch like four and then, um, 
the next week, uh, Texas plays home. Cat will be there. So I'll be able to watch. Like, I'm just going to stay at home. I'm not going to the game or anything. Mm. So, yeah, exactly. So, well, that's the day yeah. after Bash's wedding. Mm, yes, yeah, shout out to the boy. Um, so now we also, so we told you guys, it's a lot of players this week. Uh, you got this one. Xavier Watts. Mm-hmm. The only one I know is Tez Walker. <laughs> Xavier Watts. I'm pretty sure this is the guy that had, uh, what did, I think last game he had, let's see. Last game he had a forced fumble, fumble recovery against USC, and he also had two picks. Oh, this is the corner number zero. Yeah. This is number zero. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was going bananas. He was yeah. locking. He was locking people up. Yeah, uh, he was smacking people. That boy was all over the field. Yeah. He was going stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is number zero. Agent zero. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Shout out Agent Zero. Shout huh, out CJ? defensive players. But geez, like you do this, like that's insane. Like that. Talk about production points. If you guys know. That man went and probably had like 60 production points on his sheet. Big plays, four turnovers on his own. Like, yeah. He might have the best performance yeah. this week, honestly. He was going dumb. I was yeah. like, who's that? But yeah, number yeah. zero. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Tez Walker, shout out to CJ again. Uh, second or third game off eligibility? I think it's his first. It's second? his second? Yeah, second. It was last week was his first. What, he had three tubbies? Three tubbies. Three tubbies? Yeah. Going stupid over 100 yards? Mm hmm. Hey, can't ask for more than that. Hey, I, I mean why. that. Okay, there's some. Hey, if he does it again, he can be in. The, I mean, yes, he started the season late, yeah. out of his control. Exactly. But they're saying that it does, that was the number one receiver. He's and, showing you why. And you can see why, like Mac Brown was one, not only so annoyed and mad, but why they're fighting so hard for him. But he had six catches, 132, 22 yards a catch, three touchdowns, along 56 Almost against a ranked crazy. team as yep. well. So yep. you know that all count, counts. And then last but not least. The, a guy I knew because I, you know, keeping up with recruiting recently, Avery Johnson. Uh, I think he's K State's highest rate one. I think he might be their highest rated recruit of all time, or mm-hmm. like like top three um, quarterback. I think he was like the number eighth overall quarterback last year. Uh, played as a true freshman this past week, um, and he had he didn't play like a ton. Like he didn't throw a lot. I think he only he was like eight for nine with seventy seven yards. But he had he was running the ball right. Yeah, he had five rushing touchdowns. <sighs> 90 yards, five rushing touchdowns. So, as a true freshman, so had to pin him on there. Five ru- rushing touchdowns as a true freshman. I'm pretty sure he like either bro- t- broke a record or tied the record for like most in a game at K State. So, you know, had to pin him on there. I mean, that's gotcha. that's just ridiculous, honestly. I don't know what time we're at. What time are we at? Uh, yeah, so we're probably okay. Good. Uh, it probably just that was like a good ending way, yeah, yeah. yeah. So now we're on to our community question segment, and I'll read off the first one. Um, this comes from our boy Lon, and uh, by the way, the screenshot is something Steve wanted us to yeah, talk yeah, about. Yeah. So, um, come to the boy Lon. Uh, he says, "What does LSU have to do this year to beat an offensively struggling Alabama team?" Let you go into this because it's kind of something we talked about in the group chat. Um. At the end of the day, I think we've seen in the past, even if a team doesn't have an offense or doesn't have a defense, the game's going to be close regardless. That's just how these teams play each other. Um, They have to tighten up on defense. That's the biggest thing. Like, they have to tighten up on defense because they have the offense to score on them. But if their defense is giving up yards to an offense that isn't, quote-unquote, their best, Mm -hmm. then it's going to be very hard to win the game because it's at Alabama, right? Yes, correct. It's yeah. There. Yeah. Um, 
So they just they have to tighten up on defense. Like they can't have they can't let up big plays, big mistakes. Um, you can't let Miller run the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you can't get beat deep. Mm-hmm. Like those are the those are the two things on their offense that are going to beat you. Is him running the ball and him beating you deep. Mm-hmm. If you can contain those or keep them to a minimum, mm-hmm. you can win the game. Yeah, no doubt. Um, yeah, I mean, I agree exactly what you're saying. Um, I don't think LSU has to do a lot to be honest. I think. They just play the game they're doing. Obviously, with their defense not being good, then uh, Alabama has shown that they can punish you with the deep ball. Um, but it's more so of that being consistent. And I also feel like like last week against Arkansas, like they were having success with the deep ball in the first half, and they just went away from it. So I feel like um, they should continue to, like, you know, hit hit those and work on that. But I think LSU, you know, I think they can beat them because um, this is honestly – a wounded Alabama team, as in they have weaknesses and deficiencies that we are not accustomed to seeing. We are normally used to seeing them being obviously having a dominant defense, but offensively they've had in the last five, seven years, elite quarterbacks, elite wide receivers, and they don't really have either. Um, Even like with running backs and off the line, it's kind of below what the standard is there. So we don't have to do a whole lot, but um, next question. Next question. Uh, How will UGA – adjust without their best offensive playmaker, Brock Bauer. Uh, they might struggle. And this is where they might might, might lose. Um because he does he does more than just catch. He's a very big part of their offense. He he's a good blocker, good pass blocker. He's a good chip blocker, a good run block. Like he just he like you said, was yeah, it like two show two, three shows ago? Like he just does it all. He's one of the top five players in college football as well. Like different. Like he's a game changer. Um he's gonna go in the first 10 picks in the draft. Like Dynamic player at the tight end position, um, obviously. And to know you don't have your safety blanket either. Yeah. That's think, like a big safety blanket right there. And he was Georgia's leading receiver. Um, I mean, before he got hurt, the last his four-game splits, I mean, he had 132 yards against Kentucky, 157 against Auburn, and 121 against UAB. And you could tell they were starting to really uh, look at him more as a go-to option for Brock Bowers to kind of open up the offense. So. It's definitely going to be a big adjustment from Georgia because they don't even have like some of the receivers they've had in the past, mm-hmm. like Burton, Adane Mitchell, um, who the, both of those guys have transferred, you know, um, to teams that might potentially play or play, yeah, play Georgia. Um, so it's like the even like the running game, like it kind of shows you how much Stetson Bennett did do for them offensively. Your boy Stetson um, Bennett, oh yes, sir. Gosh, weak, but. Uh, yeah, they just, I don't know, man. Like, Georgia's a good team, but, like, do they scare you offensively now that Brock Bowers is out? No, not really. So, honestly, they, they're, I think they're they're going to take a significant hit. And, obviously, Georgia recruits better than anyone currently, so they have guys there, but we just haven't seen them play. But going off of, like, on paper, if you're a team playing them, you're not concerned as you were because Brock Bowers is a nightmare to, to game plan for. But now without him, it's like, you know, they might be – pretty one-dimensional or easy to figure out. So I definitely... And they're already kind of struggling with yeah, him exactly. in there with moving the ball and scoring I mean, points. look at the Vanderbilt game, for example. Like, yeah, Vanderbilt didn't win, but they were able to start coming back due to him being out in the second half. So yeah. that, I mean, that can kind of tell you maybe what Georgia might be looking at yeah. future-wise. So It'll uh, be interesting because what's their, what's their next uh, few games looking like? Anything crazy? Uh, besides Florida and Missouri... Not really, I would say. No, let's see. I mean, now that might be a little bit different because 
uh, he's out. So mm-hmm. these next games could be. They got oh yeah they both they're on both on a bye. Then they got mm-hmm. Florida next, and then Missouri, then Ole Miss, mm-hmm. then at Tennessee. Mm-hmm. That at Tennessee game might be a little bit scary because he's a freshman ain't playing an environment like that. Yeah, it's hard to play. It's there. easier when it's your home team. Mm-hmm. It's hard to play there, but man, I don't know, man. Tennessee just How they get three home games in a row this late in the season. They got that. Uh, they got that blessed two time national championship. They got four. Schedule. They got four home games to start off away at Auburn, home versus Kentucky, then at Vanderbilt, and then three home games. What SEC East is one of the easier. Conferences or divisions in college football. I'm just saying, like they got all these at homes. Mm-hmm. What, what's going on here? Anyway, but uh, yeah, they're both on a buy, so both of them are on a buy. Mm-hmm. So which does help Georgia, just well, kind of both of them, just mm-hmm. because um, they do get to get some stuff incorporated. They know their star players out, so mm-hmm. they ain't got to deal with that. I mean, not that they have to deal with that, but they can um, work around it, drop yeah. some stuff. As much as I hate them, Kirby's a good coach. Um, I'm sure he will do just fine. Just fine. Without him. I agree. All right. So now we have um oh sorry. I was like, okay, now so Dion or Jose uh asks, can Dion out recruit the SEC? And I guess what he means by that is can he recruit on par with the SEC teams? And I'm going to say yes. Obviously they haven't like right now the recruiting rankings aren't that high, but I think Dion's ability of who he is. One, he flipped the roster this past year, but being able to recruit with not only high school kids, but the portal. There's going to be a ton of guys yearly, especially now with the rules that are going to perform at schools. Like, I mean, for example, uh, Xavier Weaver played at South Florida last year. I didn't even know who he was. And obviously he's cold. Like he's good at Colorado. And then like Horn, I'm pretty sure. I think he might've been, I think they both might've been there. And like those dudes are balling and they weren't even like high names in the portal. So obviously he's going to know who to get he has a great coaching staff and um yeah i think he's gonna be able to recruit on part of the sec and you know next year especially him going into the big 12 being able to talk to these kids and be like hey you uh, like it's such a big advantage for him all the texas schools he'll get those players because they'll be able to you know their parents might be able to see them more and even like being able to play ucf every now and then got having a florida school mm-hmm. you know so like it's it like he said they are coming like you know, don't take anything that's happening this year as serious as you would like. I mean, they're winning games, and they really should be like five and two, really. So, hey, they're going to be good. I think they would be able to recruit with anyone. And I mean, it's, yeah. it's Dion. I was going to say it's Dion. Um, you, what you see right now is what you're going to get out of him his whole time he's coaching football. Mm-hmm. Um, naturally, kids are going to want to go play for him. Mm-hmm. Your parents are going to want you to go play for mm-hmm. him. Uh, he's going to the Big 12, which is going to bring um, more talent to him mm-hmm. than it did with the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. And it's his second year, so he finally gets to get a recruiting class and get better guys out of the portal mm-hmm. uh, that he necessarily couldn't this year. Because mm-hmm. they're small. That's why they lose. That's legit why they lose, because they're small on both sides in the trenches. Small in the trenches, for sure. Yeah, yeah. so that's why they lose. Mm-hmm. I mean, the secondary is eh, but... They don't get much pressure no. to the quarterback. Uh-uh. So I mean, everyone, everybody is t- you know dicing them up. I mean, the Stanford QB was not good to me, and he was dicing them up. So, yep. yep. Um, can he? Yes. Will he? I think so. Just kind of yeah. depends um, how he does next season. 
Uh, if he does well next season, then I, I, he, he's going to start getting recruits. Mm-hmm. And you know you're going to be seeing if you're on a team with Dion. Mm-hmm. So, shout out Dion. I'm finding that. Um, so, we have a graphic. I'll put it up, you know, in the video for you guys to see. But uh, we have a graphic. Um, basically, it's uh, people, like a casual conversation at the bar. Yeah, you hear people talking about Jordan and Travis. He's a Heisman candidate. His stats are 14,000 or 1,400 yards, 1,482 yards. He's averaging 247 a game, uh, 63.2%. Completion percentage, three touchdowns, one interception. And then Graham Mertz. Worst QB in the SEC, but he's thrown for 1,897 yards, averaging 271 a game. Obviously, this is inflated because of the last game, but he still balled out. 12 touchdowns, two perc- or two picks, and his completion percentage is really high at 76%. So Steve asked me to talk about this because, one, of these are two schools playing at perennial programs in the state of Florida, and he's right. You don't hear people talking about Graham Mertz on the Heisman level or – top QBs in the SEC level, but his stats are up there, honestly. And I didn't even know they were that good. So um, I think it's uh, due to kind of recency bias. Obviously, Florida State, they're in the, they're in the limelight. They're ranked uh, high. They're ranked number four. Jordan Travis beat LSU on national TV. Um, Graham Mertz can't transfer from Wisconsin, uh, and he wasn't the best there. And uh, even, obviously, his first game as a starter at Florida was against Utah on the road, and they didn't play well. So I think that's kind of in people's minds. But if you do look at the stats, and you're automatically going to put people, someone that's going to possibly contend for a natty, mm-hmm. more of a front runner than someone who already has two losses, yeah. especially early on in the mm-hmm. season. I agree. Like, um, I also don't wouldn't say he's the worst quarterback in the SEC either. No, KJ Jefferson's pretty bad, which um, is surprising. Yeah. Uh, Mississippi State's quarterback isn't that good, I don't think. Well, Rodgers, I think he might put up numbers. But I just don't think they're good. But um, let me see. Auburn quarterback isn't very no, good. No, he's not good. Uh, Vanderbilt quarterback not good. Uh, like I don't, I wouldn't say he's the worst quarterback in the SEC, but he's not up there with like. I mean, I say he was. I would say he's top like four. Like I would say it'd probably be Jaden Daniels, Spencer. Like obviously Spencer hasn't been winning, but like Jackson Dart, Jackson Dart. Um, and I'd might probably Missouri QB is for Cook. Yeah, he's pretty yeah. good. And then probably probably then Graham Mertz. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's top five in the SEC. It's pretty good. Like, yeah. Um, I wouldn't. I, I yeah. wouldn't say he's the worst. He's not the worst. Um, but yeah, you just tend to get. I mean, because that that happens a lot. I mean, kids from other schools they ball out, but they're not going to get seen because they're not winning or they're not competing for the Natty. And like that's what you have to do in today's football. Is, compete for natties to be able to get recognized. Mm-hmm. And it's not like RG3 and Johnny Menzel are, are probably the – might be on the – From what? Else? From what? Like losing – not losing records, but having losses and still oh, in the natty. Uh, Lamar. Lamar. Lamar, yeah. like three. You have to be like yeah. one of those quarterbacks that can like run the ball crazy, mm-hmm. throw the ball crazy, and just create highlight tapes mm-hmm. just from doing that. So yeah. like when that – like to be – known and win the Heisman and you still lose yeah nowadays you have to literally either be because he's not like a make or break quarterback no and that's what they were that's what yeah. they were like if they're not in the game you're losing mm-hmm. if he's not in the game they might lose they might not but yeah. if he's in the game they still might lose you have to be competing for natties or conference titles uh, to you know be considered that Heisman race and that is come that comes with it you know yeah. it, it's, it's part of it so um Another question from the boy Steve, the last one of the community questions. Uh, 
Camlos and Cat, happy Monday. This one is a bit different of a question, but it's a good way to look at things perspective wise. I sent Cam a photo through IG, but okay, I guess we already talked about this. But sent Cam a photo through IG about the stats of Graham Mertz, and, uh, Florida QB and Jordan Travis for State QB. What's interesting is that they are both very similar to one another. With my argument being Mertz uh, to this point has played a uh, tougher competition all around, except for Florida State's win over LSU and Clemson. That's a good win, regardless of what Clemson is looking at this year. It's that's a good win. It's still mm-hmm. Clemson. It's hard to win there. So I would say besides the Clemson game as well. Uh, why do you think Mertz gets the label? He does playing harder defenses, in my opinion, while Travis is renowned as a potential Heisman candidate and a great QB this season. I'm not saying Travis is not either. I just want to know why we have a little devil standard. And that goes back to what Carlos is saying earlier. Like if you're not competing for natties and um, your team isn't, you know, at the forefront of the college football playoff conversation, then you could be putting up these gaudy numbers. But at the end of the day, if your team isn't winning, like even Spencer is putting up amazing numbers. Like people probably see South Carolina's record and assume Spencer sucks. And that's not the case. They just haven't been able to close out and win these games. So that's just kind of what comes with it. Like at the end of the day, QB is the most make or break position in court in football. And if you're losing, they don't really look at the QB as, you know, oh, like you'd be putting up numbers, but if you're losing, I'd be like, oh, like the QB still isn't as good as he really is. That's kind of what comes with the so nature Spencer's of the position. Spencer's at 1,700 yards, 24, uh, seven, 1,700 yeah, yards. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then 11 touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Mertz is at, I don't know why I went back up. Uh, he is at 1,800 yards, 1,900 yards, 12 touchdowns. Um, and Spencer gets sacked on average th- four times a game. Yeah. It's like something like that. And he's still putting up those numbers. Exactly. So they're kind of like hand in hand. Like mm-hmm. Spencer's having a crazy year too. Uh, it, that's just how it is. Like you beat Clemson, you beat LSU. They Florida's beat Tennessee. No, but have they played anybody else? I thought they played one more team, mm. and they won. I'm gonna say right now. They they lost Kentucky and Utah, but I think the teams they beat. Oh, Syracuse. You gave Syracuse their first loss. I'm pretty sure that was their first loss, or is that the second? That was the second loss. There's the second loss. They, the got, second loss. they got smashed. But by they North Syracuse was top twenty five at one point. Yeah. So like I don't know. You just they're competing for a national title. Florida isn't. That's that's the biggest thing. If he's competing for a national title, yes, he's gonna get the spotlight. But since he's not then no. That's why Shadur. Shadur was up there, and then as soon as they lost, he's not up there. Mm-hmm. I agree. That's how it is. That's how it is. All right, so now we're going to go into the notable games recap of week seven. Um, Colorado blows 29-0 lead. We kind of re- touched on this earlier ballers of the week, but just uh, my initial thought from that is it can't happen. You can't lose that game when you're up, especially against the Stanford team. And you're in a loaded Pac-12 this year where wins are going to be hard to come by, and you need that win if you're trying to, I think, become eligible. I think they still will have a good chance. But, you know, going down from 4-2 and two to 4-3. and three. Um, <laughs> Who was it? Tony, Tony Pollard? Yeah. Shout out my guy. We got um, That's okay. It yeah. happens. We're not all. We all can't run 4-4. Four, four. Uh, we all can't run 4-4 four, four like you, Cam, okay? For your, for your coins. Go you can't run four four like you. Zone man for your coin. But anyways, yeah, uh, he only needs a certain amount of receiving yards. I thought you said he needed a touchdown. Oh, he needs a touchdown, but he can still score a touchdown. That's what I'm the saying, game like, yeah, it's still a yeah, third quarter I, here. I started, okay, I was like, oh, get in there. But 
See, he don't got that. He ain't got that cam juice. <laughs> nah, but he got here that we four, go. Four. Here we go. But anyways, Carl blew that lead. Like I said, you just can't lose that game. Um, that's just what comes down to it to me. And you know they got to take it on the chin and move on. But uh, you just can't blow leads like that. Cut you off. I just want to apologize, camera. We do interrupt the podcast sometimes, and this sometimes because there's sports on. We love sports. We're a sports podcast, so when games are on, we watch it. I'm sorry that it's a little, oh, whoa, 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 and then we get back to it. I just want to apologize beforehand. I'm a Cowboy fan. Y'all know this. They're playing, so that's why I'm looking over here a lot, not over here a lot. I apologize, but I'm still paying attention and still Mm. here. Um, Sorry. Continue. Yeah. I mean, like you said, Oh, like I was saying. <laughs> See? Uh, yeah. Like, you can't lose that game. No, you so can't. Was uh, 20, was that, it was at halftime, too. Yes. So, like, you should, like, I think they have the ball after half as well. Yeah, and part honestly, part of this goes to show that they can't run the football. They so, like, cannot game, run the football. So, in a game like this, you're at 29-0, to I'm not saying don't throw. Like, run your offense. But yeah, you got to be more like conservative. It's predominantly running and the like, football. And, like, getting out the game, you know, getting Get explosive the, runs, like, keeping yep. the ball, like, shortening the game. Like, that's why running the ball is so important. Like, putting up great numbers is fine and all, but you got to be able to run the football to, get, to win games yep. and to be a championship team. This is, this is how it is. Yep. So. And it also kind of – this game also kind of showed that, okay, maybe he's not 100%. So Travis that Hunter. might have might yeah. have played a factor, but you can't run Travis Hunter on both sides of the ball and just have him play the whole game. No, like he that catch on like if he's probably not fatigued, he probably breaks that pass breaks up or gets up a pick. It's a pick, yeah. And like obviously he balled out on offense, but but a player of that caliber, it's definitely give or take, right? Like if he's if he's doing this much on offense, and you kind of got to know, like okay, he's balling out on offense, we might need him more on offense. So you, I mean, you have Cormani McLean behind him, five star number one overall corner like let obviously he's young but like he's probably he's, he's capable like get him get him reps let him you know come in relief for travis hunter and you know let travis take some plays off yes travis should be in there but maybe if he's fatigued or not 100 percent, use him more situationally bring him in on third down you know bring him on second and long mm-hmm. whatever the case may be rotate him in but Obviously, you you could tell that they knew he wasn't one hundred percent. He was fatigued, and they lined up. And obviously, he's following your best receiver, and they they took advantage. I mean, Stanford was like, "We're not afraid of him. We're gonna go after go at him because y'all can't stop it." And obviously, he's gonna make some plays because he's still great. But he wasn't one hundred percent, and he mm-hmm. was tired and fatigued. That's kind of the way. And he got hit season. pretty big at the end too. Yeah, and that could have played another factor. Exactly. Into it. Yeah. Oh, he got the, up kind of slow on the the touchdown. Yeah, he got yeah. up kind of slow. He got smacked. Yeah, he did. So yeah, that's that was just my thoughts from it. Um, good, good win for Stanford. Bad bad loss for Colorado. Yep. 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 Um, now we got Oregon Washington. This was the game of the week last week. Uh, very very great game. Uh, the atmosphere looked incredible. Um, some tidbits from me was real quick was a. Uh, I definitely think Dan Lanning, uh, his coaching in crucial situations really cost Oregon the game. If we're being honest, I think Oregon did outplay Washington. He, they did. And uh, I think he lost in the game, honestly. That hurts so much, too, because it doesn't, I mean, not, it doesn't, this doesn't matter, but he just got paid. So, like, you expect the big wins like this, mm-hmm. but he's going to continue to keep winning and deserve his contract because I really think he is a very good coach. Mm-hmm. Um, he they did outcoach him, but when a game like this, it's it's the um, emotions mm-hmm. that make make or break you in some coaching decisions. Mm-hmm. And he had some questionable calls during some questionable times mm-hmm. that costed him the game, and he admitted it. 
he admitted it. He said the game was on him, and he he's the reason they lost mm-hmm. the game. Um, but that that's that's, that's part of learning. Yeah, I think I think they'll learn from it. Um, scary one loss team. I don't think I think I don't think they make it to the playoff anymore. Um, even with their one loss. Well, if they went out, they go. I don't think so. Why would they not go? I think they, there's they gonna, I think there's going to be other one loss teams that they're going to put over them. Their schedule's tougher than anyone's available for sure. That's why they would go. But it's more of like a. Whoever wins, if 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 we have one loss and y'all have one loss, Bama has one loss. Like they're gonna put, then they'll go. Well, they're gonna. Gotta, I'm gonna say they're gonna put like us three over them. I would say. Mm, just kind of depends because it because I'm just looking at their their schedule is like like Oregon for example. They they lost Washington close by like three. Mm-hmm. Then they then they play Washington State who fell off a cliff. Um, then they got Utah who's ranked right now. Then they got Cal. Then they got USC who's still ranked. Then they got Arizona State. Then they got Oregon State, who's ranked 12. Then they, with the potential to play Washington again in the Pac-12 championship, redeem their loss. And then if you, if these teams are still ranked, by the time that happens, they'll be like, dang, they just beat one, two, three, four, potentially five ranked teams. Like they're, I just think, I just think the way the Pac-12 is. I think if you whoever wins a Pac-12 with one loss, I think if you, you think they get in, yeah, just because of how strong the conference is. Even like yes, UCLA and these other teams like UCLA's ranked still, but like even like with Washington State, these other teams, the the conference is as strong top to bottom. I think the champion, if they have only one loss, I think they go just because of how strong the conference is. I, I that's just what I think. I'm not you know like you said, you have a point. I think there will. It's just tough because you are like you said the ACC same like they're you know they're mm-hmm. not being you know talked about. So it is tough because I mean. This is the first year where there's no like clear cut like you win the conference you're going like all these conferences are, are the top teams are all pretty much even we and we know that the committee loves the SEC mm-hmm. and with Oklahoma and Texas going to the SEC next year it just kind of looks better for them as well mm-hmm. so that's another reason why I think they just kind of get the mm-hmm. little, little bump up to them unfortunately I hate that it's that way but that's mm-hmm. just how it is that's how it is. Um, so North Carolina really coming into form. Shout uh, out CJ. Shout out CJ. Drake May and Tez Walker. Uh, this is just a great performance by North Carolina against Miami. Miami's a good team, and uh, North Carolina made some adjustments in the second half and ended up pulling away. This is a great win for them. Kind of shows, solidifies where they're you know going as a program and also in the rankings. And uh, it's pitting them also in that contender spot. I mean, people aren't really talking about North Carolina, but they're quietly undefeated, and you know they're looking like a team. If they went out, definitely should be in that playoff conversation. Mm-hmm. They're definitely in it now. So, yeah, that was a good win for them. Very good win for them. I know you and I both picked that they were going to lose that game because the defense is a little questionable, mm-hmm. but they played a complete game. They yeah. played very well. Um, they have a high-powered offense that, in my opinion, can compete with a lot of people. Uh, so they went out, and that was a great catch. Uh was that Brandon Cooks? Yep. Yeah, that was that a good was block good, by Tony that, Pollard. That was a good Pollard. block by Tony he Pollard. Picked, he picked that um, dude up. But they went out and did their thing. Uh, obviously, with Tez coming back into the rotation, mm-hmm. that shows that that sparked a huge, mm-hmm. huge, huge flame in their offense, and it's showing. So going forward, they they, they do have a tough schedule. I think Duke's next? No. Uh, I don't think Duke is Duke, pretty soon, right? Yeah, it might be soon. I don't think it's next because Duke plays uh, Florida State this weekend. Um, well, I could say right now. 
That's a good game. <laughs> yeah. Um, they played them, oh, later in the season, which can turn out to be a scary game for North Carolina if they're undefeated still. They play uh, Virginia. UNC does. Mm, they should win it. Yeah, that's a, I mean, they, they have, a, they play UNC, or they play Virginia, Georgia Tech, Campbell, then Duke, Clemson, North Carolina State at the end of the year. Schedule's pretty easy on paper. Yeah. That Duke Besides and Clemson. Clemson is going to be tough, and the, and the ACC championship's going to be tough. Yeah. But like I said, everything's all in front of them. Um, they control their own they destiny. They control their own destiny. So good one for them. And, you know, Mac Brown has that team rolling. I was actually talking to Cat how crazy it is that he went to North Carolina, went to Texas, wins the national championship at Texas, plays in another one, has Texas rolling, leaves Texas, you know, in a weird spot and then goes retires retires goes into you know broadcasting for a little bit comes back goes back to north carolina and now has north carolina in the national championship arguably conversation and especially next year with the playoffs expanding like yep. you know so it's it's just cool to see honestly it's pretty dope um, it's just, it'll be interesting to see because drake main will probably be out of there after the season yeah all right so usc ended up losing their first game of the season if you guys are watching the, the Trojans, University of Spoiled Children, you would know that they have been on the brink of losing games this year due to their defense. But which is funny is the defense isn't why they lost this game. They ended up letting Notre Dame return a kick as well. And Caleb had, I think, three or four turnovers. And Notre Dame forced a bunch of turnovers. He, and just, he threw three, three picks. And, a fumble? and I think he fumbled. So I think he had four. Yeah, he fumbled on his unread. Yeah. So. Caleb had played his worst game of college, honestly, um, which is pretty impressive. For was that game at Kansas spread? Nah, it wasn't really bad. He just was young. Like, he didn't turn the ball over. Mm, it was okay. just like a – it was one of those just like not executing on offense games. But this is definitely his worst game of college. Like It happens. It happens. Um, Can't be great all the time. And it just kind of shows that USC is completely one-dimensional. Like, if their offense isn't – Clicking, clicking on all and, cylinders yeah. and they're just not going to you know beat the the good teams they and it's kind of like you know i'm going to kind of get my piece off about lincoln riley because obviously great coach at uh, uh oklahoma won five i think four or five big 12 title i think five big 12 titles there but when it came when it came to playing against the better teams the good teams the national championship contender teams we would normally get blown out besides the year with baker because we didn't have enough as a complete football team we didn't have enough as dang 24 yards. We didn't have enough. We didn't have enough as a complete football team to get over the hump and beat the better teams. Defensively, weak, special teams, not the greatest, elite offensively. And it kind of showed against Notre Dame. And um, you know, as Oklahoma fans, it's 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 not good to see because I like Caleb a lot, but it is good to see as a Lincoln Riley. It's like, and then obviously But it's not really re- I, I I'm not gonna say put blame on Lincoln because mm-hmm. I mean you can but it's like it's at the end of the day it's really Alex Grinch but that sure. still falls on yeah, Lincoln because yeah. he's the coach yeah but nobody really commented to what I said but I feel like the reason he keeps Alex Grinch around is to play more offense what do you mean like like because he, 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 he knows that they're gonna score and like that that's like dumb though like you can't but win. you know he likes to <laughs> yeah, yeah but likes to be up there you can't the win championships no, that way and obviously can't. like and and to the offensive line like, but i could see but i could see that being like a thing yeah yeah i know and the offensive line like terrible got whooped by notre dame all day um line of scrimmage and uh you know it just was a it was just kind of one of those uh this is 
like USC fans, you want a Lincoln Riley? Like, well, this is what comes with him. Highs and winners, elite offense. But when it comes down to these big-time games, the big-time moments, I mean, you, already, you saw last year against Utah twice. They didn't play Oregon or Washington last year. They play them this year, so their schedule's even tougher. And, uh, you know, USC has a cakewalk this week. Oh, no, they don't. They play Utah this week. So their schedule's only getting tougher. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way they're playing football, like, they're not going to be able to beat these teams. And them having four losses is very much on the radar. They got mm-hmm. Utah, Washington, Oregon, and UCLA all to finish the year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, good luck. Hopefully they could have corrected. But uh, Caleb's going to have to play out of his mind the way they're playing. And shout-out Zachariah Branch. He almost returned that punt. Oh, boy. Reverse field. That's the boy. Uh he, him and Caleb, for me, are like must watch when I watch USC. Really, the reason I watch them is for them, too. Those dudes are just different. But um, now we're going to break down the AP top 10. <sighs> Let Carlos do the honors. I don't know what's going Did on. Did they just <laughs> what in the. F- oh, my God. That is some Dallas Cowboy stuff right there. <laughs> wow. Good. I need Dicker to kick this field goal, boy. Wow. Get a stop. Wow. Wait, now they're calling Cowboy Ball? Sorry, guys. Um, But uh, top 10, um, Georgia won. They won on a bye this week. So you know how that goes. Michigan, two, start off slow again, but pulled away, as always. Three, Ohio State. Uh, four, Florida State. Five, Washington. Big win. Six, Oklahoma. Seven, Penn State. Eight, Hook'em. Nine, Oregon. Ten, North Carolina. So that'll be your top 10. Now, going into the other people, uh, 11, Alabama, 12, Oregon State, which is a team that can ruin some people's seasons because I think they'll have probably another loss or two. Yeah. Um, three, uh, Ole Miss, four, uh, three, 13, Ole Miss, uh, 14, Utah, 15, Notre Dame, 16, Duke, 17, Tennessee, 18, South Carolina, 19, LSU, <laughs> I mean South Carolina, You're a fool. USC, uh, n- uh, 19, LSU, uh-huh. 20, Mizzou, uh, 21, Louisville, 22, Air Force. Air Force. So I said, hey, this back up. Yep, yep, yeah, they are ranked it. in the top 25. Yeah. 23, Tulane, 24, your boys, Iowa. Oh, my gosh. And 25, UCLA. Yeah, the polls are shaping out nice. Um, it's good to see some different teams like Air Force, Tulane, uh, Duke as well, Oregon State as well, like some teams that we haven't seen in the past being ranked up there. Um, Louisville also. Um, but, you know, the top 10 I think is really good, really respectable. Um, my only issue really with it is, yes, Washington won. A lot of people did. There is people around the country that think they're the best team in the country, but it's hard to agree with that because there is teams like us, like Florida State, and then obviously. And respectively, respectively, a game they should have lost. Yeah, exactly. And, like, I was talking to Devin in our group chat, shout out the boy, but I was like, obviously Washington, and it, it hurts Oklahoma that we had a bye week, but it's like we just played Texas, beat them at a neutral site. Washington barely beats Oregon and they were home. So like, I don't understand like how they jumped us, you know, but it, it makes sense, you know, recently bias. I'm not really tripping. Everyone has to play like, I mean, yeah. Ohio state and Penn state, like what Penn state's going to move up or Ohio state's going to stay the same. Yeah. So I'm just hoping, I'm hoping Penn state gets it done, but you know, they, do you think Penn state loses again though? Well, they I mean, will. I, I don't think, I think the, thing, the, the, the thing Michigan is, can beat them. It's, it's, it's what we need. Y'all don't need it. If y'all went out. No, I mean, we need it. I, mean, I, I just need want it. people to lose. Cause I just, 
you know, this is very hard to beat a team twice. So I just want the most chaos has happened. So if we do win out and end up losing to y'all, they're like, well, Oklahoma only lost to Texas in the championship game. Should they be pun like TCU? Should they be punished for losing in the championship game? You know, the only problem is K-State wasn't going to make the playoffs. So that's the issue. Like if, if y'all beat us, then y'all are going to make the playoff because y'all are one-loss one team. Y'all avenged the team that beat y'all, and y'all beat Bama, Bama, and y'all won the conference championship. For us, it's like we beat y'all, but then we lost y'all in the conference championship, so we need stuff to happen. So that's why I just need chaos. I need Penn State oh, to beat Oh, well, I need chaos, I too. need Penn State to beat Ohio State, and then I need uh, uh, Penn State to beat Michigan, and then uh, I need – I need Georgia to have some losses. Then I need Iowa to somehow beat Penn State in the Big Ten championship, <laughs> and then I need Michigan and Ohio State. That game might be a snooze fest. <laughs> Iowa, Penn State. They already played. It was thirty. It was, what was it? Oh, he 30, didn't even throw for two hundred yeah, yards. That was I bet. Well, they yeah. got shut out. They, they didn't even have a hundred yards of offense. Yeah. It was thirty-one to zero. <laughs> well, I bet. I bet homeboy, the quarterback for Penn State, to have like two hundred yards. And oh. he, he had like one sixty something. Yeah, bet the under always against Iowa if you're trying to make some coin. Like I think he threw for sixty-seven yards last week. No, I bet for the Penn State to have two hundred yards. Oh, on Drew him. Aller. Yeah, and he yeah. had like one sixty. I was like, bro, y'all won thirty-three to zero. Yay. Sometimes you don't even got to throw the ball to beat them mm -hmm. boys over there. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, that's the AP uh, breakdown. Um, super excited about that. But uh, now to last the week eight but matchups. Halfway through the season or a little more halfway through the season? Halfway through. This is oh, it's yeah. a little bit more. Because well, we're both 6-0. Oh, yeah. Or we're 6-0. Oh, you're all friend one. But halfway through the season. Um, here we are. Week eight matchups. Yes, week eight. It's already here. I know. Took so long to get here, and it's already almost over. But week eight matchups at 11 o'clock, big noon, Fox, big game. Could be a deciding factor for um, national title implications. Mm -hmm. But as you were just saying, Penn State, Ohio State. Mm -hmm. At Ohio State, mm -hmm. not easy to play there. Not easy. Uh, but you do have an easier Ohio State than you have in the past. Not mm -hmm. saying that it's an easy game, but you still have an easier game than you typically do. Um, for my for my hope and my sake, I hope Penn State gets it done. Yeah, I hope Penn State gets it done. Uh, I've always I've always rocked at Penn State to be honest. Um, but James Franklin, he's got to show me, man. I mean, I I think I I might have sent to you on Twitter or retweeted it or something. I hope I can find it real quick. But there was a statistic that came out about oh that he doesn't get it done. Yeah, he sent yeah, it to me. He was like, oh and oh and oh and oh and oh and oh, and he was like, you just got to show me. Yeah, did I, yeah. Did I text it to you? You might have texted it to me, but I, 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 I yeah, I know. I just want to read it for the, the audience. Let me see. I saw you might have tweeted it. You tweeted it. That's what it was. You tweeted it. I re oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Because I quoted it. I was like, yeah, he just I was like, you show just got to show me. Um, yeah, James Franklin is, uh, at Penn State. He's two and eleven on the road versus top twenty-five teams. Zero and nine on the road versus top ten teams. One and eight against Ohio State. One and eleven versus top five teams. Does James Franklin get it done at number three, Ohio State? And he's won the Big Ten before. So, obviously, he got it done that one year, and the year he beat Ohio State is when that boy Marcus Allen blocked that uh, blocked that field goal, and they returned it for a touchdown to win that game. So, like I said, he just has to get it done. He has the roster. He has a down Ohio State team this year. They're not what they've been in the past offensively, and he, I think he has to get it done. I'm not saying he's going to get fired or anything. Obviously not, but he has to get it done to take that next step it's like okay penn state is like a contender and they're for real and they're going to be around as well with michigan and ohio state in the big 10 moving forward so i hope they get it done do i think they get it done 
To be honest, yes. I do think they beat them. Ooh. I think they're going to... think Kyle McCord has another... Well, the thing is with Ohio State, because I'm talking to Devin about this, I think Ohio State is really good, but they've just been... Get, they start so slow, and unlike Michigan, they're not built to start slow. Like, Michigan is... They're built to start slow because they're so well... They play so well at the line of scrimmage. Defensive line, offensive line are just so dominant. Ohio State's very good on the defensive side of the ball, but offensively, they just start so slow, and... Their running backs are also hurt. I think they're down to like their four string running back right now. And then they have great receivers, but Kyle McCord just he doesn't get it going quick enough. And I think against a good team like Penn State, who is a great like, if you can shut down Marvin Harrison. Yeah. And Penn State has an elite defense. And then they have like a, a pretty pretty solid offense. So I think they match up really well with them. Ohio State is at home, but it's early. You know, it's not gonna be at night. I think uh Penn State has a good chance, and I think it'll be a close, low-scoring game. I think it's going to be, like, in the 20s at max. I think it'll be, like, 24-21 type vibes. That's what I'm going to get from this. That's the feel from this game, at least for me. But I got Penn State by a field goal. Okay. Um, game number two at uh, another 11 o'clock game. 11 for us, 12 p.m. Eastern. But University of Central Florida versus the Oklahoma Sooners. Yeah, the boy Dylan is getting his uh, game back against his former team. Um, sucks that they play at the same time as the big game because obviously I want to watch my team, but like I want to watch that game. Like that sucks. But uh, Oklahoma first game after Red River. Uh, I expect them to play really well. Uh, I just hope I see improved running game. Wow, what a great tackle! Hope I see improved running game, and. Uh, I hope just to see, you know, like the little things cleaned up. I want to see, uh, obviously, Andrew Anthony's out for the season, but I want to see who steps up in his role. And then I, I assume it's Nick Anderson, and I want to see who fills Nick Anderson's role, who I assume it's going to be Jaden Gibson. So I hope they, you know, step up, hope they look good, uh, clean football, and um, hope we just take care of business. They just want to go 1-0 and this week. So. Yeah, my man said at the beginning of the yeah. episode, I think you'll win. I think you'll start pulling away. <laughs> I think you'll start pulling away uh, towards the end of the game, mm-hmm. but I think y'all got it done. Um, Two thirty on CBS. Got another big one. Um, Tennessee versus South. I mean, I'm I'm sorry. It's this, it's this game. Blame the game. Tennessee versus Alabama. Um, two struggling offenses versus two really good defenses. Yeah, I think uh, this game favors Alabama. They're at home. They're better. Um, they're also they lost to them last year, so I think that's going to be on the mind of Saban and that staff and some of the players that were there. Um, I think Alabama the game beats, they should have won the. Yeah, I'm saying honestly. right now the refs did not help them at no, all. They should have won this game. I think they'll win. I think Bama will take care, of, and I think they'll win by ten. The only problem thing that scares me with Bama is they were letting uh, an Arkansas team come back in the second half, and Josh Heupel he might not have the QB yet. I mean, obviously he has Nico Lama Lama hard to pronounce. Got to get that by the time we're done with college football but um they obviously have a great offensive system there so i'm hoping so i'm hoping that uh alabama gets it done um but like you were saying in our text today we kind of need alabama to lose but at the same time it hurts you as well y'all as well because like you want them to keep winning because it's like a great win for y'all but it's like you might need them to lose depending on what what happens but uh i think alabama handles business i think tennessee uh they obviously got it put on them by Florida, and then they've been kind of getting by. They barely beat AM at home. They beat South Carolina at home, but like they're not as good as they were last year. Um, yeah. So I think Alabama handles them. I do have Alabama. Um, the thing that really Tennessee has going for them is just 
their defense. I don't think they'll be able to run the ball because they ran the ball very well against AM, which I was very surprised. I ain't going to lie. I was very surprised they ran the ball that well against AM. That's what won them the game, Especially in my opinion. Especially because of how good their D line is. That's why I was surprised. Yeah. I don't think they run the ball that well this week. Mm-hmm. Um, if they really want to win this game, it just depends on Joe Milton, which he is not a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. And like I said, about two shows ago, I wasn't. I didn't want to say it, but before the season started, I just wasn't big on him. I didn't think he was going to be that good, and he's kind of showing it. Uh, I think Alabama wins. Uh, I think it's going to be a close game because they just kind of have all their games as close games, but I think they win. They get it done, probably like a seven-point game. Um, another 2.30 kickoff game on SEC Network. It is South, uh, South Carolina this time versus Mizzou. Mizzou is in control of their own destiny, so to say, in the SEC terms yes. of the championship. I mean, even um, for the playoff, low-key, like, I mean, they have one loss. To LSU. Yeah, and but they they like won out. They yeah. can, they would go yeah. to the playoffs. So, so like, they're in. Um, yeah, they're in. It's control. a big game for them. Um, yeah, they're going against a good quarterback, which they kind of already saw what happened mm-hmm. when they played a good quarterback. They they lost. So yeah, hopefully it doesn't happen again. Which against this team, I don't think it will, mm-hmm. just because they have too many hiccups in their in their oh, in their games mm-hmm. for them to for them to lose when they're playing a team like LSU on offensively. They can. They're a team that can almost score at will. Almost. They're not quite there yet. Mm-hmm. But uh, South Carolina isn't that team. Yeah, I think uh, this game is going to be a shootout. If I'm a betting man, which uh, <laughs> unfortunately, um, I'm a betting man. I'm probably taking over on this game. I don't know what it is at yet, but um, yeah. I mean, both offenses are prolific. Both de- defenses are sus- susceptible to letting other teams score on them. Is also so. I do think. This is going to be similar to that Florida uh, South Carolina game last week, where it's forty-one to thirty-seven. The Gators. I think it'll be similar um, this week. Um, I'm not going to say that there should be an alarms in South Carolina because Beamer is recruiting with the best right now, and he had a great you know run at the end of last year. And as Josh Pate likes to say, it's Cocktober, you know. So we need to see uh, South Carolina get it done. But uh, Right now, I think Missouri's just the better football team. I think they're playing with an edge and uh, you know efficiency that I haven't seen from them, especially because they were you know everyone was talking about the staff getting fired this season, and they're obviously proving everyone wrong. And like you said, they're in control of their own destiny. Everything's right in front of them, and I do think they handle business. Unfortunately, I would like to see Spencer and the boys win, but I just don't think they are capable of getting it done. Just to, South Carolina's just too inefficient um, offensively. Like with it, with like they make plays and they'll just do stuff that hurt themselves. And then defensively, they just they're they're pretty bad this year defensively. So I I just think Missouri's better, and I think they'll handle them. I don't think they'll handle them because I think Spencer will keep them in the game. But I think Missouri wins by like seven or so is what my what I would have to say. Yeah, their offensive line just not good. Yeah, that's what that's what um, hurts them. Uh, but on to the next, you have the three. Uh, PM game on Fox right after the big game is going to be my Texas Longhorns versus the Houston Cougars. Take care of business. Should be a well-handled game. I'm not going to say a blowout, but it's a game that should be like a two-possession, three-possession game. Maybe 17 to 21. I don't know if you consider that a blowout. I think it's like a 33 to zero. Like a Y'all beat them by of- more than that. What? You think 17 to... Oh, 17-31. I thought you said uh No, I'm 17. saying I don't I wouldn't say like a, a 14 to 17 is like a blowout or a 17 like 21 is like a blowout, mm-hmm. but I think that's like what we went by something like that. 
Yeah, I'm trying to see the spread on that. Spread is 23. That's a lot of points. That is a lot of points. But I do think y'all might cover that low-key. I'm not going to lie. I do think y'all are going to be out for some blood in this game. I think y'all are going to kind of put it on them. Well, I hope that's what happens the rest of the season. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, this will be a good response game for Sarkeesian. Obviously, Houston isn't good, but like this is the this is this is one of those spots in the past where you're like, bro, why are we barely beating them? Like they're not good, and it's because they play down their competition. Now, if Texas have turned the corner, like we all think they have, this game should be a splattering. But we'll just have to see. I do have y'all winning. I don't know about that's a lot of points, but I do think y'all might y'all probably cover. That's just yeah. a lot of points though. Yeah. But yeah. Um. Six o'clock kickoff on ESPN. You got Ole Miss versus Auburn. Um, I think Ole Miss takes care of business. Mm. They only have one loss to Bama, right? Correct. So they're they're kind of in control of their own destiny as well. Mm-hmm. Bama, if they want Bama to lose and they keep winning, which mm-hmm. it doesn't help them, but it kind of does. Mm-hmm. Um, they can go on to see the SEC championship. Mm-hmm. And like you said, you were saying off camera that. Whoever wins the SEC championship, you think they deserve to be a shot in the college football playoff. Yeah, I agree. Um, so they're kind of in control of their own destiny. I think they do win this game. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Auburn's there yet, but they're getting back um, to what they were. Uh, it's probably like a 10-point 10, 10, 10 game. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, – let me see what the spread is on that. I'm curious. I'm over here already cooking up my plate. You need to start writing these spreads down. Yeah, I know. I know for real, honestly. Sorry, guys, you know, so it's, it's tough out here for the kid, you know. Mississippi, I forget Ole Miss is Mississippi online. Mm-hmm. Um, spread is six and a half. Um, I think they cover that. Um, but it is on the road. It is hard to play in Jordan-Hare Stadium. We obviously saw Georgia almost lose there earlier in the season. But I think Auburn is just really bad on defense. And then offense – or really bad on offense. And then on defense, they're not great either. And I think Ole Miss – they might not be as lethal as LSU, but I mean, they, we just saw what they that how they have been able to score on other teams. So definitely, think Ole Miss handles business as well, and I think they cover as well. Yep, yep. And then you got the six thirty on NBC, which is going to be featuring a Michigan versus Michigan State. Mel Tucker is still there. Um, it'll probably be a little close game, but Mel Tucker's did some things, got him yeah. off the team. I'm taking Michigan. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be close. The, the points are 24 and a half. I mean, if you're looking at that, you might think, dang, it's a lot of points. But Michigan just somehow finds a way. I mean, that Indiana game, they started off slow, and then we looked, it was 52 to 7. I was like, all right. <laughs> you know, like, it's kind of what they do. And I think in a rivalry game, I think they're going to turn it up, even though Michigan State isn't good. But I think Michigan will turn it up. Um, I think they're playing really good football, and I think they they handle them. Um, you know, I like I like them in this game a lot. So, yep, yep. Um, next is going to be th- uh, 6.30 kickoff on ABC. That's going to be Duke versus Florida State. Duke versus Florida State. Really excited about this game. Um, it'll be good to see Florida State get another test in the ACC. Um, Duke, very good defensive team, and they're, already, and they're also battle-tested. Um, they beat Clemson week, week one, and then they uh, almost beat Notre Dame. You know, so granted, these two games were at home, so that is different. But the level of competition, they are battle-tested in that aspect. Now, going on to the road and doing it is a whole different environment, especially in Dope Campbell Stadium, which is, you know, loud, rocking stadium when Florida State is good. Um, 
I think Florida State wins this game. I think they just have too much offensively and from a roster standpoint, but I don't think they cover. 14 points, I think uh, Duke's defense is really good, and I think they keep it closer. I think they lose by like 10 or less. But I got Florida State winning. Uh, for Texas is hope. I need Duke to win. Yeah, <laughs> I think that I, I'm gonna say I think I think Duke wins with the upset. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean they played some good teams already. They've been in some good games. Um, they they shown that they can compete. They shown that they um, can compete with some of the best teams. Um, I know it's not easy playing there, but they got something good going on over there, and I think they can go in there and get the job done. Florida State's a team that's not I'm not really sold on completely. Mm-hmm. Like I've been saying all year, there's not a true number one to me, and they're not a true number one team. They've had some questionable games, squeak by a little bit, um, and eventually it catches up to you. So I'm gonna go with Duke on the upset. All right, Duke with upset, we like it. Now we got Utah and USC, and man, Utah has USC's number. I mean, we've seen it last year, saw it last year when Caleb played them in Salt Lake, and we saw it in the Pac-12 championship. Now, that was also a Utah team with Cam Rising. Has he played? I don't know. I don't think he's been back. But if he's not back for this game, I am still going with USC, to be honest. It's at home. I think USC bounces back from a tough loss against Notre Dame. I think Caleb lights it up because I think he's that type of player to where – He's gonna just respond like that. I think he. I think he'll respond like that. I think they'll be at home. And also, USC is in wounded animal mode, as we like to say. Like they know they have to. They have to start pitting it on and winning. And I think they're also just more talented than Utah from a roster standpoint. So unfortunately, I think USC wins here. But I do. I wouldn't be surprised if Utah won, just because they they do have that mental aspect of you know we've been able to beat them. We've beaten them twice. That might also play into Caleb's factor. Like I'm tired of losing to them. We just lost last week. I played bad. Like, he might light them up. So, I'm going I'm to just go with my gut, and I got USC winning this. Yeah. Um, I think USC does win unless Cam Rising does play. Uh, Utah does have a very good defense. So, if he does play, it's kind of scary for USC. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are other two quarterbacks that they run. They're just not very good, mm-hmm. um, even against USC's defense. Uh, but I think USC does get the job done. All righty. Um, on to the next. This is a 7 p.m. kickoff on ACC Network, and it is Clemson versus Miami. Yeah, and man, it's 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 kind of sad to see there's like neither of these teams are ranked. Um, hopefully, Miami they can get it there. I mean, they're still in the year year two with Mario Cristobal, so obviously they got some time to get it together. Now it's surprising with Clemson how bad they've been this year. Uh, really, just offensively. I mean, they hired Garrett Riley. They had Kate, Kate Klubnick, Will Shipley. You would think the team offensively would be better than what they are. They haven't been as good as we would thought, and uh, it's been hurting them. Um, and obviously, like a game like this, you you see Clemson in Miami, you're not thinking ACC Network. You're thinking ESPN, ABC, you know, one of those channels. But the fact that they're on ACC Network kind of shows you the direction these teams are right now. Um, I think this will be an interesting one. I think uh, – it's more so of a must-win, I think, for Clemson than Miami. I think Miami, obviously, Mario Cristobal, you're like, okay, like, he's showing some good things. He's still trying to build up the culture in the team. It's year two, you know, and it's Clemson. It's like you can see them losing in this spot. But Clemson, it's like 
I think you got to got to make a statement and like let people know you're still there. Um, I don't think they can make the ACC championship game. I don't know how many losses they they have two. They already they lost. Both the f- have two. Yeah. Okay. So it's like I don't know because obviously you have Florida State, Duke, and uh, North Carolina all at the top, and those are probably going to be the titles in between probably those three teams. But I mean, this is just I think a good uh, get back get get right game for Clemson. I think Clemson will end up winning this. I got Clemson uh, by. By like, ooh, it's gonna be close. I think by yeah. like, by I, think, like I think Clemson wins too. It's probably yeah, it's gonna be a closer yeah. game. Um, they're just built more. Like, yes, they have losses, and but they have losses to good teams. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're still a very good football team. Mm-hmm. Like, they still can compete with the best. We saw the Florida State game. Like, Florida State's ranked four nationally, and they competed with them. Um, they just had a Florida State literally just had a good catch that won the literally. Game. They should have beat them. I mean, they they Florida State won at the very end of the game, and they got like gifted a t- uh, the points to tie it when they dropped that ball. Yep. So, um, but as y'all know, I like to give my games. I have two games this week. Last week I only had one. This week I had two. One's a big game, which I'm surprised wasn't on here. Mm-hmm. I would threw it over the Clemson and and Miami game, mm-hmm. but we got Washington State at Oregon. Ooh, good game. Okay, so what? what Two thirty on ABC. Okay, okay. Yep, yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, very good game. Very under. I feel like it's a, if it's not on, it's an underrated game. Yeah. Um, Washington State's gonna is a team that is capable of going in there and winning. They are. Don't think they will, but they are a team that is capable of going in there and winning. Yeah, they just came off an ugly loss to Arizona, so you know, like getting, both teams back to back losses. I mean, back. Well, both teams have losses, so they're both gonna be you know trying to win. Yeah, I think Washington State, um, I mean, they're capable of beating them. Um, that loss was just so bad at Arizona. And I just think Oregon also, the way they lost to Washington, you know, really should have won the game if you look at it. Um, I think Oregon is going to be playing with a certain – I mean, they already – I honestly did not know Dan Lanning had that kind of edge to him really until this season. Like, obviously, we saw the Colorado game – We've seen him just in the Washington game going for two, super hyper-aggressive coach. I think he does need to scale that back a little bit because he is hurting his team in certain crucial spots. But I think against this game, I think against Washington State, the Cougars, and back in Eugene and Autzen Stadium, I think, uh, you know, they turn it on. Um, and I think uh, they just, you know, out-physical them. I think they run the ball. I think they let Bo Nix go back to being Bo Nix. I definitely – that's something I wanted to touch on. I think they, they uh, like, took – they're almost like coaching what makes Bo Nix special out of him by like making him run certain things, certain. Just let him throw the ball. Just let him throw the ball. Let him be a gamer. Like he he shows us he is. Like yeah, it comes with mistakes at times, but you know, don't you can't like don't make him a pocket passer. Like that's not what he is. Mm-hmm. He's a great thrower and a great athlete. So let him do what he can do. You know, and that's kind of what I think they'll get back to. I think they'll run the ball well, and I think um, I think they'll they'll, they'll uh, harass Cam Ward. Uh, I think they just have too many guys. And, uh, yeah, I like that game. Didn't even know they were playing this week, so that's a good find again by Carlos. Shout-out to the guy. Um, but, yeah, I got the Ducks in that for sure. I got another game. Okay. Don't know much about these teams, but it's still a good game. Okay. It's on national television, so everybody can watch it. It's not one of these little, you know, something you got to pay for. It's not televised <laughs> or ESPN3, you know. Yeah. Um, this one's on ESPNU at 3 o'clock. Okay. We got the 6-1, and 3-0 and conference in the MAC. Toledo oh, wow. versus the six and one three and zero conference in the MAC Miami Ohio. Wow, good good old matching on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good game if you guys like a uh, group of five football. Two two good teams are playing really good football, and that means honestly they they either didn't play anyone hard in non conference or they beat people they weren't supposed to. 
you know. Ohio did beat Iowa State. Okay, there you go. And we can see who Toledo beat. Mm-hmm. Um, they lost Illinois. They lost Illinois in a close game. So they really could be almost undefeated. They beat yeah. Texas Southern, San Jose State, Western Michigan, uh, Northern Illinois, Massachusetts, Ball State. Okay, so, yeah, this is a good game. I mean, I wish this game was on during the week. That would have been fire. Like, the week games are always fire. I mean, they were last week. We had, obviously, that Houston, West Virginia, great Thursday night game. Uh, Colorado, Stanford, great Friday night game. Um, so, yeah, uh, I like that pick. I like those games. Um, you know, we, we we always try to find these uh, underrated games. And, uh, yeah, hopefully uh, soon we'll have a betting show coming soon. We're trying to figure out the legit. Wow. That would have been both things that I needed. Tony Pollard touchdown. Dak one more touchdown. Ugh. Hate to see it. Fourth and ten, too. Oh, that's I hate tragic. To see it. If that's you would have caught that, I would have caught that. <laughs> but we're trying to figure out the logistics for that, man. So uh, if you guys have any suggestions, any picks you'd like to see, make sure to leave them in the comments. Uh, we're going to be doing player props, spreads, money line, over and under, the whole shebang. We're going to be doing it all. But, um, That'll do it for your boys over here at Opinionated Media. Make sure you guys like, comment, and subscribe to the video if you made it this far. Uh, stay on the lookout for clips. We'll be posting clips of the podcast for uh, certain segments you guys like. We'll also be posting shorts as well on all our social medias. And, uh, yeah, um, this is a great episode. We love doing these. Um, so make sure you guys – I'm pretty sure you guys miss Catherine as well. Um, she's watching them boys play right now. So she'll be on the next episode. Uh, we'll recap some football. But uh, without further ado – it's your boy Cam. It's your boy Los. We'll catch you guys in the next one. Welcome. Boomer. Ah!